Welcome to the End the Silence podcast. I'm your host, Sandra Payne. As an RN and holistic wellness coach working with nurses, I am uniquely positioned to hear the struggles, the deep passions, and the stories of nurses, our silent heroes. Many nurses suffer with burnout, depression, anxiety, PTSD, substance abuse, and suicidality, and they do so in silence. Nurses are the ones we turn to for help when we need it the most, and this is a heavy burden to carry. This burden to be strong and giving, coupled with the fear of speaking up and the unsupportive culture in our healthcare system, means many nurses have lost their voice. These are their stories. Today's guest is Alyssa Lamb. Alyssa is a registered nurse in Northern British Columbia and has over 13 years of nursing experience. The majority of her career has been focused on family-centered care in the neonatal intensive care unit with a sprinkling of palliative care at hospice. From one end of life to the other, Alyssa has experienced some of the best and worst moments in nursing. Most recently, the burnout from an increasingly stretched too thin profession with a heap of negative workplace culture helped her make the decision to leave acute care and venture into the world of public health, focusing on populations. I've had the privilege of having Alyssa as a colleague, as a past client, and now as a dear friend. And I'm so excited to welcome her to the show today. Welcome, Alyssa. Thank you. I'm really excited to be here. Amazing. So, you know, the first thing to talk about really is just for us to get to know you. And I'd love to hear a little bit of your story as a nurse, and you can share with us as little or as much as you want. Excellent. Well, thank you for the wonderful intro. Um, (laughs) It's amazing. Um, Yes, I have been a registered nurse for 13 years. Uh, 12 of those were with the neonatal intensive care unit here in Prince George. I did my last two years of nursing school specializing in the neonatal intensive care. So I've had actually more than the 12 years in there. Just in this last year, I did decide to take a break from the acute care side of it and stepped out of nursing altogether, actually, and took a licensing officer role. I do find that my nursing background does help with licensing, especially on the residential side of it. I was in that role for three and a half weeks, and I was deployed into COVID contact tracing, where I have been for the last few months now, and skipped around within teams in there. (laughs) COVID is not slowing down any time, as everyone's aware. So with that, though, there's been many blessings. I've been able to work from home, which has been lovely, especially during winter months, and especially with a young family at home. So tell me a little bit about what prompted you to leave. Like what, what made you, after 13 years, decide it was time to try something new. For me, it was a lot of little things that added up, little traumas that I stuffed down and didn't deal with. A big piece of it was the political. And there was one particular incident that was the straw that broke the camel's back with leadership within the hospital. And I stepped back, I took a leave for a little bit to just gather my thoughts and decide what I wanted to do. And a new opportunity showed itself and I jumped and I will never look back. I don't regret it one second. Mm -hmm. I was going to ask like, what's it been like to leave, you know, uh, 13 years, it's like, you know, it becomes a part of who you are, right? It becomes a part of your identity. So what's it been like to step away from that into something so completely different? Yeah, uh, at first, it was terrifying. I was so scared. I was like a little scared puppy in the corner and like cowering, afraid of everything. Um, I find that the public health world is so much different than acute care. And I find myself not trusting people in 
public health, it's such a teamwork atmosphere. As much as we'd like to think it's teamwork and acute care, it's a doggy dog world in there. And yes, we may work together great as a team, but no one is looking out for you. Whereas I find in public health, it has been, it's taken me a while to trust that, but I'm slowly coming around. I'm slowly coming around to the kindness from people that people don't have an ulterior motive or are saying kind things to build you up just to knock you down, Hmm. just for the sake of knocking you down or to better themselves. It's a much more cohesive work atmosphere that I think I was searching for for a very long time. There's certainly days still that I struggle with feeling like less of a nurse being in public health. Let's face it, it's not the sexy nursing of saving a life every day. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, all the things you're seeing on TV and everything's dramatized and the news is all the sexy headlines, what's happening in Emerge and ICU. And there isn't any of that. It's a shift of focus to health promotion and prevention. And it's just not recognized enough. Yeah, I struggle with that some days. Um, I certainly miss the babies and the families. I will always miss that. But the rest of the bullshit far outweighs what is good for me right now. And it's uh, been a nice change. Yeah, I, I feel that it's, you know, a couple of things there. When I when I left the NICU, when I first started in Winnipeg, and I just remember so many people telling me like, you're going to be bored, you're going to hate not being in the ICU, you're going to miss this pace. And, you know, I think certain aspects of it I did miss, but but I was right there with you. I, I didn't miss the other stuff. I didn't miss, you know, the painful experiences that I endured in the NICU. It uh, okay. it was very draining, very emotionally draining for me. And I'm sure for, for you as well. And, yeah. and then coming into this different environment where you've been almost trained to not trust your coworkers and your leadership. Mm. And it just always brings me back to this sort of comparison to the way the nursing profession can be to us is kind of like an abusive relationship. And then, you know, now you're, now you're in a new relationship and it's like, you know, all these old pain and hurt and traumas are coming back and haunting you. And, you know, so now it's been a few months and you've been working in this environment. How have you noticed it impact, you know, like how you feel about, nursing. I think you hit the nail on the head there with relating it to an abusive relationship. And I've actually said that to a few people, both in the NICU and in my new position, that it is, it's an abusive marriage, it's an abusive relationship, and it leaves you broken. Mm -hmm. I think leaving it allows you the space to rebuild yourself and work through those traumas, just grow from it, learn from it, and recognize, give yourself the space to recognize if that's truly something that is important enough to you that you want to go to that workplace every day. Mm-hmm. For me, it is not. Yeah. It's absolutely not healthy for me right now. And I think it's a scary step. It took me actually a couple of years of threatening to leave mm-hmm. to actually making the jump. The jump was scarier than hell. And I felt like I was falling from a cliff without a parachute, but I had surrounded myself with so many amazing people and done some work that it gave me the support and the wings that I needed. I jumped and the wings showed up. Yeah. Yeah. Like my most favorite metaphor. And I know someday I'm going to get it tattooed on me. It's this jump and (laughs) grow wings on the way down. It's like sometimes that, that leap is 
freaking terrifying. Absolutely. But, but I also, you know, recall you feeling the pull for a long time, like for a long time, you knew that this was not right for you, but leaving was, again, it just draws me back to like imagining a woman in a, in an abusive relationship who knows she needs to leave. She knows that this is not healthy for her, but yet stays. A hundred percent. Yes. There were so many other factors playing into it for me. I have young kids at home. Like we are not lucky enough to be in a situation, I think like most people where one income is enough. So having the conversations with my husband to make the jump to say a casual position without the stability of guaranteed hours or leave the nursing profession altogether, because honestly, there are not many professions out there that do pay as well as nursing. So as a family, it took a long time to come to the conclusion. And I think my husband finally recognized how hurt and broken I was, and that this was not a healthy situation for me. And he was the one that actually came to me and said, this is enough, we need to change. Mm. I think that really just smacks you in the face when someone that is with you all the time that is also in the situation can recognize that it's a problem. Yeah, it was time to change to better myself and in turn the rest of my family as well. Mm-hmm. It takes a lot of courage to take that step and, mm-hmm. you know, and to follow that pull that yeah. internally, you know, is right. And, you know, and having the support of people around you who ultimately love you and want the best for you and see you struggling. It just, you know, that that's what gets people out of those relationships often is, you know, just a glimmer yeah. of hope, a glimmer of support. So definitely. So Alyssa, I mean, 13 years in this profession, I know it hasn't been all terrible because it's just not. Uh, sometimes yeah. the, the hard stuff overshadows quite often it can, but there's yes. been also a lot of really, you know, really good things. So, you know, I'd love to hear what's been some of your, your highlights or like your most cherished moments as a nurse thus far. Oh, definitely the families. Um, you know, being a neonatal intensive care, there's obviously premature infants and you do get really attached to some of the families that are there for months at a time and you share in their sorrows and successes and really pulls on the heartstrings. So to see your patients literally grow, (laughs) get better and be able to go home and have a quality of life with family and then to have them come back in a few months or a few years even and see how well they're doing from and knowing what they started from is rewarding beyond words, really. And for a long time, that is what kept me going and kept me there. As you're talking, I'm just like having a flood of flashbacks of babies that I cared for and seeing them, you know, as little little kids growing up. Yeah, just it's still I mean, it brings serious emotion to the surface when you think of it. It's it's just uh, such an honor to be in a position to, you know, to support people during that time of their life and the scariest time for parents, you know, some of the saddest time for parents. Yeah. And the families that keep that story alive, like I think a lot of them get a healthy attachment to the story. It's important for their own healing to recognize the happiest moment in their life turned into one of the biggest traumas. And I find the people that do come back and visit like the past patients, they keep the story alive and they celebrate their child's success at life. Really, Mm -hmm. you know, they come in and they're like, oh, this is the nurse that first held you or the one that fed you when mommy couldn't or like they all have their own little pieces of a story and they 
they keep it alive and keep it going. And it just is really humbling to know that you've been such a big part of somebody's start in life and someone else's biggest event in their life. Yeah, just really, really humbling and truly, like you said, an honor to be a part of that story. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like anybody who's listening can is probably having their own flood back of patients that they have been with, whether it's in the NICU or any other environment, it just, you know, if you really sit and think about all the lives that you've touched as a nurse, it's, it fills your heart. It really does with all sorts of things, sadness, you know, some grief in there too, but also like a lot of joy and a lot of gratitude too, for, for being able to be in that kind of position to have that kind of impact in people's lives. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think as nurses, we really, (laughs) Maybe it's the training that we get, but I feel like it's really downplayed the role that we play in people's success. And we don't give ourselves enough credit for the work that we do in helping people achieve their health goals. Yeah, no, we definitely don't get the credit we deserve. (laughs) (laughs) That is hands down truth. Yeah, Um, But even recognizing it in ourselves, I think. I don't know, maybe that's just a personal thing, but I think it's really easy to forget. Absolutely, um, it is. Yeah. How important that work is. Yeah. You know, we live in this world of it's never enough, right? We're always like, what's the Mm -hmm. next thing? And how can I do more? And it often leads us to forget how much we've done and how far we've come. So it is like, it's such a beautiful thing to sit and reflect and to think back of all those patients. Like I, I just, I I literally have my mind flooded with all those little faces and their families. And it's, you know, it's, it's, it's distracting for me right now, but it's, it's so (laughs) like, it's really heartwarming too, to remember it. I think we need to take more time doing that and, and celebrating ourselves for what, you know, for who we are and, and what role we've played in, in being a part of these people's lives. It's, it's not, it's not a small thing. This is a, this is a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. It might just be our everyday work to us, but in that person's life, it is everything. Yeah. A favorite question of mine is to have you go back to the first day of your nursing school. <laughs> you're just starting out on this journey. You're bright eyed, hopeful. What would you say to that woman back then? What would you say to her knowing what you know now? <laughs> well, my immediate knee jerk reaction is don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> knowing what I know now, I do think I would give myself a heads up to take more care with myself and take the time and deal with the traumas because those little things are big things. And I learned the hard way. You let them add up and you stuff them down and it affects everything. It affects your mental health, your physical health, your well-being. It will affect your family. And like most of all, it just affects yourself. And you know, like I kind of say it jokingly, don't do it. <laughs> I mean, there are certainly things that are rewarding about uh, being a nurse as a profession. I just think I would caution myself to take care and take the time to reflect and deal with things properly instead of just like say the quick pace, like on to the next thing. Great, that's done. What's next? That's done. What's next? Like really recognize slowing down. Yeah. Yeah. You. You don't have to be the only hero. Hmm. I love that. Hmm. I feel like it's this 
this reflection of if you had, if you could give yourself a heads up, you know, if we could see those nursing students and just be real with them and give them a heads up about the realities of what it is to work in today's healthcare system as a nurse, not to discourage them because we need them, but to properly prepare them for it and to, to give them the tools and the skills to deal with stress, to deal with trauma yeah, to maintain their their self care, I guess is the word for it. But like they're looking after themselves. They it's the highest priority if you want to make it in in life. Is you have to oh, look after absolutely. yourself. Yeah, yeah. I feel like the nursing programs could really benefit from the how to take care of yourself. I remember it is touched on in school. I remember them talking about it. But how do you do that as a young adult with not much life experience going into nursing school? How do you do that? What does that look like? It's different for everybody, but maybe an overview of what kind of avenues are available for help would be super helpful. (laughs) Not just your employee will provide you with a phone number that you can call if you're feeling blue. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, we can't just graze over, look after yourself practice self-care. This is what self-care is. You know, we're bombarded with so much information in that program. Like that just, it's just skimmed over. It's like, okay, well, that's a little nugget that's in there, but what does it really mean? Whereas like if we took, you know, a whole course that was dedicated towards looking after yourself as a professional in a healthcare system that is very challenging in so many ways. Yeah. I think, you know, we'd be setting the stage at least, at least in a somewhat better way for these nurses coming in because the way it's going is it's not sustainable and people are leaving in mass amounts and there is a large number of nurses right now off on leave because of the stress. And I mean, yes, we're in the middle of a global pandemic, but let's be real. This is not new. This has been going on for a long time. The pandemic has maybe brought it to the tipping point for people. Definitely. Yeah. So what would you like to see change in in the nursing profession? What would be one thing? I think just not just recognizing that nurses are overworked. I mean, it's all over the headlines worldwide right now that everyone is burning out. That's horrible. And we know that, but what is anyone doing about it to support the nurses and help them? Has any of the politicians actually stopped on a ward in a hospital and asked, hey, (laughs) how can we support you? Mm -hmm. Yeah, of course, throwing money at healthcare will help, but empty promises of more nurses coming, it's just, it feels like a slap in the face sometimes. (laughs) It's like, there's always nurses coming. There truly is. They're coming through the nursing schools. We're trying to get them like immigrated and coming and working in our, our health centers. But the shortage is worldwide. It's a band-aid on an open pouring wound. Mm-hmm. I think, honestly, maybe some mass restructuring of the whole healthcare system. I have no idea what that looks like <laughs> or what would make it better. Yeah. But it is seriously broken and it's really come to a head that it is the healthcare workers who are paying for it. It's the physicians, the nurses, the x-ray techs, the lab techs, housekeeping and dietary. Like there's not one person working in a hospital who's not affected by this. Yeah. And not one piece can work without the other one. I mean, nurses are just one piece of the cog and the whole system is broken and needs to be revamped. Yeah. 
I don't know what the answer is. Ideally, yeah. in a parallel universe, it would be great. <laughs> the pandemic is over and every nurse got a month long vacation and everyone can look <laughs> after themselves. But <laughs> that is definitely not reality. <laughs> no, but it's a, a vision that we can strive for, right? You know, maybe not the month off piece, but maybe like maybe we, you know, if we start just little bit by little bit, that's, that's truly what I think is going to create the shift in the culture is little bit by little bit, one nurse by nurse by nurse who decides that this is not okay, who says, I'm not willing to sacrifice myself and my family for this job. And the system does need a massive shift, a massive change. But sometimes for that to happen, it needs to completely crumble before it can be rebuilt, right? So... And I think too, within nursing itself, everyone needs to have a long, hard look in the mirror and ask themselves, am I being the kindest person I can, not to my patients, first of all, to myself, second of all, to my coworkers, I have seen and I have been at the receiving end of workplace bullying and lateral violence within nursing, and it needs to stop. Mm-hmm. Isn't it always the way the bullies don't think they are bullies? (laughs) So even when confronted, denial is huge. Mm -hmm. I think just looking within ourselves and truly asking, have I really treated everyone around me that day with the most compassion that I can? And recognizing when you haven't and having a conversation with the person, you know, it's any, any nursing position is such a high stress job anyways, and everyone is stretched thin and everyone has limits. Absolutely. It does not mean that you get to take it out on your coworkers. Yeah. It does not mean that you get to take it out on the lab person on the phone. So if you find yourself doing those, because let's face it, we are human. We're not going to be perfect all the time. Recognizing it and owning it and having a conversation with that person, I think would go a long way in the nursing profession. Yeah. And I think tied to that is also recognizing when you need support, because often if we're lashing out at people, it's because we are overwhelmed. Definitely. When we're noticing that in ourselves by taking, like you said, that honest look in the mirror is then where can I turn for help? And that, you know, it just circles back to the question of where can they turn for help? Right? Like, yeah. Like, you know, it's just a number on a piece of paper. What does this mean? What am I going to be provided? And also it's, you know, one of the things they found in that big study they did in 2019 was that, you know, so many people, so many nurses are struggling, but very few of them are reaching out for help. And, you know, we have to ask ourselves why that's happening. Why aren't they reaching out for help? Well, I mean, that's a whole nother topic for sure. There's, there's so many reasons, right? Yes. So tell me like what, so you recognized it in yourself and you took action, but it took you a couple of years of really feeling the pull, but not being ready to take, Mm -hmm. to take any kind of action. But once you started taking action, you know, you started to see some major shifts and you started to have some real awareness of how toxic this was for you and your family. Then you again, took even further action to make this better for you and for your family. So what would you say to other nurses have been like the most helpful support or tools that you've found to deal with the stress and the overwhelm as a nurse? Yeah. Like you say, first of all, recognizing it, (laughs) that there is a problem. And the scariest thing I ever did was reach out for help. Recognizing and admitting that there is a problem is huge. And I think that also is drilled into us as nurses. You don't have time to show weakness, I think. You know, be a soldier. 
you have other patients to look after. That patient died, take a second. You still have other patients to look after, get going. And I think that culture really needs to change. Yeah. (laughs) Reaching out to friends, finding Sandra and her program that she offered and learning tools to bring up some of those traumas and actually deal with them. Uh, It's hard work. It is not easy. (laughs) (laughs) A few times I was on the floor sobbing for sure, but that work is so worth it. You are worth it. Mm. I am telling you, everybody, you are worth it. So do it. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I did reach out to the employee service line or whatever. Had a few counseling appointments. They were helpful in the way that it really helped me focus on trigger points that I do need to work on. Otherwise, I think it was actually just reaching out to Sandra and trudging through that canyon Mm. and trying to find the pathway out. (laughs) You know, there's still days where I'm clambering down into that canyon still and trudging through the shit, but I have the tools to get out Mm -hmm. Uh, and giving myself the space and time to heal, creating that time for growth and self-care. Alyssa, is there anything else that you feel like you'd like to share with us? I feel like it is not an easy profession. And I think it's important, especially now during a pandemic, to really take care of each other and watch out for everyone's mental health. And I think, unfortunately, with having a global pandemic, it has really brought it to a head. But it's in a place now where we're recognizing how lacking mental health supports are and self-care supports are. And hopefully we can, as a society, build on that and really invest in ourselves. Because if if there's no us, there's nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I just want to highlight what you said about you're worth it because, mm-hmm. you know, whatever it is that you seek, you know, you mentioned the program that I offer, but there's, there is other support out there, whatever it is that's right for you, mm-hmm. you are worth it. You're worth it to go through whatever process, whatever help avenue you need to go through to make yourself whole again, yes. because this profession does, it takes a lot from us and we're not necessarily all equipped with the tools to have, you know, the strongest resilience. And it's not that we're not resilient people because we we have to be in order to be in this job. You have to have some elements of resilience to make it through. But even the most resilient people, if we're not making space to process and to deal with the stuff that's happening, the emotional responses that are going on inside of us, no matter who you are, it's going to pile up and it's going to start to impact you and your life in so many ways. It's inevitable. Yes, absolutely. So I just really want to thank you for being here with me today and for sharing parts of your story, for being real, for telling it like it is, and for shedding some light on what's really important here is looking after ourselves and each other. Together, together we really are stronger. And the more we show up for ourselves and for each other, the stronger our system is going to be and the stronger each of us will be. So I really want to thank you for bringing that to the light today. Thank you for having me. It's been an absolute honor. I personally want to thank you for taking your time to listen to this podcast. It is my truest honor to sit with these nurses and witness them tell parts of their story. We as human beings have a deep need to be seen and heard. And this is my way of helping nurses in particular find their voice. 
Please know that the opinions shared in this podcast are those of the individuals sharing them and not a reflection of any employer or regulatory body. Our stories offer healing and create connection, two things that we as nurses need as we navigate the jungle of a healthcare career. So thank you for being witness. When we can come out of the shadows and into our light, we can create the change that is needed. And when we do this work together, we are so much stronger. Thank you for listening.